Hey, welcome to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy, and we're about to dive in today about motivation. And this is not going to be your average, like, here's some quotes, get some motivation, and go do it. This is more about why we cannot wait for motivation, and what does motivation really look like for us? And where does motivation really come from, and who who should we look to it for? Listen in. Hi, friend. I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, welcome back to Her Restored Spirit podcast. My name is Tammy, and if you missed our meetup last week, I, well, we had so much fun. We talked about how important it is to make choices and to take charge of our choices. In today's episode, I want to talk about what I mentioned last week about motivation. This is something, there's so many quotes, there's so many, well, we have a lot of feelings about motivation. Mainly, we feel like we should have motivation before we do something. But if you ask yourself and are really honest, I know when I ask myself and I'm really honest, rarely does the motivation come before the action. I don't feel motivated to work out, but as I'm working out, that oh, that sense of, yeah, this is what I needed comes through. I don't feel like doing laundry, but as I'm getting it done and putting it away and seeing that my laundry room is cleaner and there's no clothes on my floor and the kids have their laundry done, the motivation to, okay, I want to make sure that I do a load of laundry every other day or every day, you know, that motivation comes after you start acting. And yet it's still, it's still the excuse we use over and over. And I use it myself. Well, I will start doing a morning routine when I feel like it. Because motivation is really a feeling. And how often do feelings, how often should feelings really drive our actions? We know that our thoughts about something is what creates the feeling. So if you want to feel motivated, you have to create the environment. You have to make that choice. And so you have to ask yourself, 
When was the last time I really felt that motivation, that sense of overwhelming desire to do something? Like I mentioned, typically for me, it's in the middle of the action. When I'm starting to see results, when I after I finish and I see the results, then I start getting the motivation to do more. But motivation doesn't last. It's not like you can like engage it and then it will just smooth sailing from there. Motivation can easily disappear as quick as it came. And honestly, it probably disappears a lot faster than it came. What is your perfect recipe for motivation? Do you have motivational quotes all over? I know that I have quotes and things that I'm like, oh, this is really inspiring and motivating. And I write them down. I write them on post-its. I write them in my journal. I write them on my wall. I buy signs with them on there. And yet the quote itself still does not get me to do the things. Well, I... It's even things that I want to do, need to do, should do, would like to do, and yet I still don't do it. Those motivational quotes are not enough. So let's talk about that today. Let's talk about what the perfect recipe for motivation is. Where should that desire come from? And what can we actively do to pursue the desire to keep going, to pursue that that need for motivation and get that feeling whenever we want it, whenever we need it? Because even fun things are hard to do if we don't have the motivation to do them. And a lot of times, moms, taking care of ourselves, practicing whole self-care, We don't have the motivation to do it, even if we have the time or resources, simply because we just want to sit. Because it's easier to be inactive than active. It's easier to think about it, to wish for it, to desire it, than it is to actually do it. So honestly, I think our need for motivation a lot of times is what drives us into inactivity. It's because we use this as an excuse. I'll do it when I'm motivated to do it. Or I just don't have the motivation. I just don't have the desire. But what kind of world would this be? And what kind of life are we living if we're waiting for the desire and something to happen? Waiting for waiting for the perfect circumstances, the all the resources to come together. Man, like even as I'm thinking about this and envisioning what it would look like to have the time, the resources, and the motivation all at one time. I do remember once I had, it was a few years ago, but clearly it affected me because I could still, that I mean, that win still is on my mind. But I was able to do all of the laundry in the house. I washed, folded, and put away all in one day. To the point that the only laundry that was dirty was what we were wearing. It was a good day. And I would say that's the day that the time, resources, and motivation lined up. 
that was probably five or six years ago. And I think that's the only time that all three of those things have lined up for me in a perfect, in the perfect storm, in the perfect element, in the perfect world. And it's never happened again. That's the dream, isn't it? Don't we want all of that? We're waiting for that. That's our excuse. And when the time, the resources, and the motivation show up, that's when we'll do it. That's when we will achieve our goal, our dreams. That's when we are going to burst into action. And then reality hits and we get a phone call about dentist appointments or sick kids or a flat tire or who knows, a number of things. What doesn't matter what gets in the way, but all of a sudden the time, the resources, and the motivation disappears. So what if we knew the perfect recipe for motivation? What if we could just, you know, take to take Nike's quote, do it, just do it all the time. We would have to know what we're doing. We'd have to know, we'd have to know the who, what, when, where, why, how. We'd have to have all of the information. And again, just like having the time and resources and motivation at the same time, when do we have all of the information? That's another excuse we keep giving ourselves is, well, when I have more information, then I'll act. When I have more motivation or when I know all the details, then I'll start to heal. When I have all the information and then when do we have all the information when do we have any of the information one thing that i know for a fact is that the things that i think i know a lot of times are not what i actually need to know the things that i think that i know are not actually the things that i need to know and when i embrace that and do things anyway that's when I start to see results and I start to feel motivation. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about Colossians. Let's talk about Colossians 3.23 for a second. Because it says, whatever you do, do it from the heart as done for the Lord and not for people. So whatever you do, it doesn't say when you do this, that, and the other thing. Or it doesn't have specific things about what you do. It says just whatever it is that you do. So you don't have the right information. You don't know the who, what, when, where, why, how, but you know you have some kind of inkling that something needs to be done. And so what Colossians is saying is do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. Don't do it for other people because you honestly don't know the outcome that you're looking for. Sometimes we don't even know the outcome that's possible, but whatever you do, do it from your heart. When you start to act from your heart, that's when you're going to start to get more motivation because you won't be as committed or you won't be as focused on the outcome and you'll be able to see how your steps are being adjusted and being straightened. And so we'll go into 1 Corinthians 15, 58, which says, 
Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, because you know that your labor is in the Lord is not in vain. Again, it's not saying when God tells you something to do and you have all the information, do it. It says, whatever you do, just go for it because you know that the Lord will use it. You know that it matters and you know that it's not in vain. And here is the really cool thing is that most of the time it doesn't even matter what you do. It's the fact that you're doing something. As you do something, you start to act, you start to heal, you start to grow, you start to make those little steps and changes. Even as you change your mindset, the Lord will start to give you more information. He'll start to direct your paths. And this goes into Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which if you have not memorized this yet, this was the first verse that I memorized because it was such a, it's a verse that took a lot of the responsibility off of me and realized that I don't have to know the information. And as at Enneagram 1, it is important for me to know that it's not, it doesn't rely on me. It actually relies on God. And so Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him, and he will make your path straight. You can't go on a path unless you act. And it doesn't matter which direction you go. He will straighten it out as you go. He will give you the information. He will direct your steps. He will. He's the one who understands where you're going in the first place. And so take heart in that, take solace, take um, courage in the fact that it's okay if you don't know where you're going. And what does that have to do with motivation? Because sometimes if we don't know where we're going, trying to find the motivation to do it is so hard. And so that's why we're not actually called to find it at all. We're actually just called to respond to his leading and prompting and then let him do the rest. He will work it out. He will redeem our steps. And all we have to do is act in faith. So let's look at Matthew 19, 26 now, because Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Again, this verse lets me know that some of the things that I I think are in my past, some of these impossible dreams that God gives me, even the, the idea of healing, a broken spirit, a broken heart, a broken dream, a broken identity, seems really impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So you don't have to rely on yourself or your motivation to do it because God knows that he's the one who has to do it. He knows that it's impossible with man, but with God, with Jesus, with him, we can rest in knowing that he is going to make a way for us. And in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, God says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my powers perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will gladly boast all more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. So this is Paul talking about this, that God's grace is sufficient for us and our, and his power 
is perfected in weakness. And I don't know about you, but I can definitely, definitely point out my weaknesses. I can definitely know and identify and rely on my weaknesses. It's the strengths that sometimes I have trouble relying on. Well, the good thing with this is I don't have to rely on my strengths. I get to rely on God's strengths and I can just allow God's strength, God's grace to be sufficient for me and his power, his motivation to take lead. And so I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to wait for that. And again, to reinforce Luke 137 says, for nothing will be impossible with God. If you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to discover who you are, you're trying to parent, you're trying to everything, everything you are trying to do, nothing is impossible with God. And Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration, plans for a well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. We don't know where our future lies, but we know who it lies with. We know that God has our future and he wants us to succeed. He wants us to have abundance. He wants us to live with purpose and joy and hope and all of the fruits of the spirit. He wants us to thrive and not just live. And he has the plans for us. And that's another another area where it's like, okay, I don't have to know the who, what, when, why, and how, because God does. And in fact, it's probably better that I don't know, because a lot of times when I look back at the things that I've allowed, if I haven't tried to shape my outcome, if I just try to go along with the journey, when I look back at what journey I was on, if I would have known, I would have been more scared. I would have not stepped out in fear, but God told me when I needed to hear it. He directed my path as I was in the moment instead of, well, instead of beforehand as I was waiting for motivation. And then the final verse we'll talk about today is Joshua 1.9. Haven't I commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord our God is with us wherever we go. It doesn't say that as long as we go the right path, as long as we know the direction we're heading, as long as we know, you know, on the compass rose, which, um, what path is ours. No, he says wherever we go. And these verses remind me that none of these say when you're ready, go. When you know where you're headed, go. It says that God's commanded us to be strong and courageous and to go. And he will do the impossible. He will make our paths straight. He will give us a future and a hope. And he is with us. He is our promise. So where does our motivation lie? Our motivation lies in our faith. It lies in our hope of Jesus and the understanding that we don't have to get it right. 
God never once tells us to do the thing that we are, we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to know the path. We don't need to know the, we don't even need to know the next step. Sometimes we are just called to act and he will put the next step in front of us. So let's talk for a moment about motivation. Where do we start to see motivation? And I think, well, I hope that you're starting to see that it's not something that we can depend on. Motivation should not be our goal before we act. And let me give you a little bit of a path. First, it starts with a little bit of courage. When we take that that little bit of courage that we have, that mustard seed of faith, that courage, and I think it was, um, we bought a zoo that it's that 20 seconds of courage. And then from courage, we can make a commitment that we just do it. We just go for it. We, we don't wait for all of the details. And then you start to get consistency. So you have courage, commitment, and then consistency. And then you get confidence in whatever you are doing. You start to take that confidence. It starts to become part of your identity. And somewhere through that, that's where the motivation comes. My guess is for me, it's typically through the consistency and confidence. Once I realize that I can do it and I'm making making progress, making a momentum, getting things going, that's when the motivation to keep going. And then I get the confidence that I need so I don't rely on the motivation feeling because we can't rely on something that is a feeling. Oh, I always, while I'm doing these, I always come up with another podcast episode and you can't rely on a feeling. That is another one that I will attack in the next, you know, here soon, because so many times we allow our feelings to drive our actions and our feelings, though valid, are not what will help us to move forward. Our feelings lie. Our feelings will keep us feeling and like, well, our feelings will keep us right where we are instead of helping us propel forward. And so as we close, I want to leave another verse with you. Romans 12, 12, rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction and persistent in prayer. Hope, affliction, and prayer. I think those are all things that we are pretty familiar with. And I think that those also will help us to find that motivation that we're looking for. The rejoice and hope when you see, when you are excited about the possibilities, you can rejoice in that, that you don't have to know the way, but you can know that there is a way. Be patient in affliction. We all know how trials keep coming. Trials are like, you wish you were one and done, but... It's not, it's not, I, I laugh because every day there's smaller trials, bigger trials, medium-sized trials. There's the affliction, there's the affliction of the flesh that also just says, I don't want to move. I don't want to do this. And I need to be patient in that and trust God's prompting when it's time to move, to move, when it's time to rest, rest. And then finally, Be persistent in prayer. If you don't have a regular prayer life, if you haven't, if you haven't spent 
two minutes in prayer with God today, I encourage you, just ask him what he wants you to do. Tell him that you don't have the motivation and that you need him to provide the way, that you need him to give you the courage and then you just have to do it. But spend time in prayer. Spend time, that persistent prayer, it always pays off. I just want to say thank you so much for spending this time with me. I, If I haven't met you yet, there's still things that I'm pretty sure that I can, that I know, that if you're listening to this podcast, you really want something to change in your life. You're looking for a breakthrough. You're looking for a transformation. You're looking for healing and restoration and you're looking for a way to do it, a way to be intentional and and a pathway. And it's been a little while since I've, I've shared with you the, the Her Restored Spirit pathway, which is the first to identify your fears. This step is not fun, but I know, and it's also not a one and done. This step is, this pillar is something that I constantly go back to. What am I, what fear am I experiencing in this moment? And then you need to embrace your identity. Embrace who you are because Christ says you are. You don't have to feel it. You don't have to understand it. You don't even have to know yourself just yet, but embrace who God's created you to be and then dive in and learn who he's created you to be. Then reclaim your confidence. The confidence that you matter, that you are capable, that you are loved, that confidence that you have a purpose. And then when you reclaim your confidence, you get to step into your purpose. And it takes time. It takes, it, sometimes it, your purpose isn't clear right away. But as you go through this pathway, you start to see, it starts to clear, the fog starts to lift, and you start to understand how God made you and what he made you for. And when you do that, you start to live with, with joy. You start to embrace that joy can be part of your everyday life, even with a broken heart, even with a broken spirit, even before you feel like joy is part of your life, you can start to experience that, the true joy of the Lord. And isn't that what life is all about? We're here on this earth for such a short time. Why would you want to wait for something before experiencing this joy that God has promised you that you can have right now? One last thing before you go, if you are interested in learning more about the Her Restored Spirit Pathway, I have a journal that with some simple prompts and just a little bit of highlight, just a little information about each pillar that just gets you thinking about where you are on your journey and where you could be if you decided that healing was the path that you wanted to be on. So go into the show notes and there is a link. If not, you can find it on my website, TammyMarieCoaching.com. But pick up the journal and just give yourself a few minutes each day. Don't try to do it all at one time, but give yourself a few minutes for, you know, it's five pillars. So for the next five days, 
and just think about what possibilities are available to you. All right, bye for now.